Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So we made it back from the Patriot Awards yesterday. Ordinarily, I should be super tired and not be looking forward to doing a show, but uh, I was really energized. You all were amazing. I was there last night. I don't get out of my studio much. I don't. I, I Really, I see people who are local in the neighborhood. They all know me. I don't see people too often. So to see you all last night at the Patriot Awards and the ridiculously powerful, like contagious, osmosis-like energy, I couldn't wait to get on the air. I got an update on that. Huge update on the Rittenhouse case. The prosecutor, again, at this point, I mean, is this just stupidity or is this guy just the worst lawyer we have ever seen in the history of a JD? I don't know. At this point, I don't know. Got that. And Lauren Boebert on the House floor just setting flames. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Good to be back in the studio after going there yesterday doing the radio show live. A lot of energy out there. Also got Peppermint Patty getting caught in another lie. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. Okay. Yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> the quick sip. Mm. Mm, mm. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Needed it. Need a. Need just a little. Uh, a little <laughs> bit of that green tea. But no, I feel great. I always told you, right? I would never do a show if I didn't feel like it. And I don't because then I feel like I'm putting you guys through something you don't want to. But no one wants to see. I was excited to get on the air this morning. Um. So just a quick update. If you were, if you're a subscriber to my account on Locals, Locals.com. I'm D Bongino on there. I did some behind the scenes updates at the Patriot Awards and uh, I had some really, it was an amazing event last night. It was really spectacular. Folks, um, just um, quickly, the event was really touching. I mean, uh, it's one of the events we do at Fox, few events that don't focus on what they call the talent, whatever in the business, kind of a goofy term, but you get the point. Think about it. I mean, you're doing a show at the Hannity Show or Tucker Show or Fox and Friends. It's about the talent. They're the hosts. About the Patriot Awards. The Patriot Awards is about people, I think we'd all agree, are far, far higher on the moral totem pole than we are. They're just amazing people. Remember Todd Beamer? Let's Roll, Flight 93. The hero during 9-11 would not let these terrorist savages crash that plane into the Capitol. They stormed the cockpit and actually pushed the plane into the ground, sacrificing their own lives for the lives of others. Well, Todd Beamer is one of the men who led that effort to take that plane down before it hit the Capitol. And uh, I'm getting goosebumps talking. It's, folks, being there last night was just magical. Um, really, look, I'm not... <laughs> Hearing Todd, uh, Todd Beamer, obviously, he's long since passed, but Fox decided to honor his, his parents last night. And... Uh, Todd's father, Mr. Beamer, uh, came up there to accept the award. And I have to tell you, it was the moment of the night. 
He's, he wanted to let everybody know his son didn't die in vain. But at the end, he said, you know, there's another virus brewing in this country. And if you want to watch this speech, you can watch it on the Patriot Awards. I think it's on Sunday night. You should see it. I'm not here to promo anything. I'm just telling you, you should see it. He's like, there's another virus brewing in this country. And it's the virus of socialism. And let me tell you something. That crowd was sitting there in rapt attention, listening to every word he said. He's like, and we need the antibodies for that. It was a powerful, powerful moment. I gave an award to Scott Mann, the Pineapple Express, who rescued 700 people from Afghanistan. I mean, guys who I interviewed, he'll be on my show unfiltered, by the way, Saturday night. We did an interview at the event. The story was so amazing. I was getting choked up, and so was he. Former uh, uh, Green Beret, just an amazing guy, an amazing guy. John Goody lost a portion of his leg, lost control of his arm, shot in the back, shot multiple times. You know what he does? Joe, you know what he did? John Goody went back into the combat zone, missing a portion of his leg. I mean, makes you say to yourself, like, what am I whining about? What's my problem? Like, seriously, what's my, like, what have I done? Yeah, you know, tough, getting a little emotional talking about it. There's just so many good people. And just to all of the men and women there, and and, and, and I, I know I'm leaving people out and, and my sincere apologies, but there was another moment. Um, this means a lot to Joe too, but it was, I mean, really folks, it was just such a uh, powerful thing to be a part of. You know, the families that were, uh, the 13 families that lost their heroes over in Afghanistan at the explosion at the gate outside of Kabul International Airport, outside of Kaya. Most of the families were there last night. Uh, and uh, yeah, I know, Joe. I mean, it's great they were. Yeah, good. It was tough, man. I mean, when Pete was, Pete Hegseth was hosting, he's got obviously military background himself. In the back on this big screen, they were playing uh, a, 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 like a video of the of the, of the of the faces of all of those those uh, young men and women that died, and it was rough. I mean, the the table was right next to my table, and you could hear the sobs, and uh, it was it was hard. Paul and I, Paul and I just kept looking at each other. so many good people really i mean again uh it was so many heroes there last night i candidly i was embarrassed to even be there like it's what the hell have i done you know really it was like uh i don't know sorry didn't mean to get so uh, emotional about it but um you know regardless of your feelings um about tv and cable news and whatever if you get the chance watch the show I think you'll see what I saw. Some moments that really change you. And thank you to all the people who were, who were there. So it was an amazing experience. Uh, some good news. It was a great event. And um, the Fox, you know, people who worked there were more than happy to make uh, themselves readily available, these heroes and the people out there. I'll show you some cool pictures if you're interested, if you want to check them out. If you listen on audio, you can go to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. It's free. You can watch a video of the show. Here's a couple of pictures. You can see this guy. I don't know if he looks a little bit like me or not. He's making a funny face kind of here, but uh, that's a guy next to Lawrence Jones, who, yes, is as tall as he looks. That's my dad. So <laughs> he, was, he was very, uh, very proud yesterday. He's in with Lawrence and with Tucker, who was really uh, Lawrence Tucker and then with Will Kane and Rachel Campos. And uh, I got to tell you, 
folks. Again, I don't, I don't really, I'm not, I don't get into people's feelings. Oh, wait, there's another beauty right there. Thanks, Guy. Um, I was going to show Paula. <laughs> That's Paula, me and her in front of the stage. Beautiful Paula in a very elegant dress. Uh, we got kind of choked up last night. And then uh, I wanted to just give the shout out to these guys, Tyler Farr and Heath Sanders. They sang a song last night. Um, the Man I Left Behind, Man I Left Behind, Tyler Farr and Heath Sanders. Folks, do me a favor. Go to wherever you buy your music. They are at CreativeVets, create C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-T-S. And please download, buy, whatever you have to do, this song, Man I Left Behind. It was so incredible. I got up at the Patriot Awards. You may, if you watch the show, you'll hear a guy yelling, spectacular. That was me after they got done singing it. Tyler Farr and Heath Sanders singing this song, Man I Left Behind. It's available on all of these song platforms at CreativeVets. CreativeVets, Man I Left Behind. That was me screaming at the Patriots. The song is so great. And they're such patriots. We got to support people uh, that support us. So it was a magical event. Here's just some quick video if you're interested. Uh, It was a really incredible crowd. There were probably well over 4,000 people there. The auditorium was packed. And uh, I was excited to see people. And uh, here's just a brief piece of video. I was doing a hit on Jesse Waters live from the event. And, you know, it's hard to hear in your ear because Jesse's talking to you in that IFB, that earpiece I have here. Um, you had to turn it all the way up because the crowd behind me was super excited. Here, check out a little a cut of this. It's kind of funny. Check this out. So keep in mind, that's going out live over TV. Jesse Waters was hosting primetime at seven. I, I'm ch- I can't, I can barely hear anything Jesse's saying. If you watched the clip last night, you'll see me playing with my earpiece there, trying to push it further. I can't hear a damn thing. All I hear is Bongino, then USA, then let's go Brandon, then USA, and then Bongino. I mean, it was just it's such an, I'm telling you, it was such a magical experience. That's why I say I came on the air today so energized. I should be tired. I slept like five hours last night. But I don't. I feel amazing. I'm like ready to go work out of this. Moving on to the content. Um, I hope you enjoy that. One quick correction, by the way. Yesterday, we played that video of that man uh, at the in front of the courthouse in Kenosha saying, hey, you know, how many cars are you going to F up today using the expletive? And uh, I was informed by Jim that he thinks that guy was poking fun of BLM. Like, you idiots. And if that's the case, yes, I, we are then on your team. Like make being sarcastic about how violent they were going to be. So go back and watch that again. So uh, our apologies. We always correct that if we have to. If you were, in fact, poking fun at BLM, we are with you 100%. So I just want to make sure we get that on the radio. I said it on the radio yesterday, too. Thanks to producer Jim. Okay, here. Um, Did you see this yesterday? Lauren Boebert, 
Lauren Bo- Bobert, who takes absolutely zero crap and understands that the new rules are in effect. You know what the new rules are? Uh, we win, you lose. You are the anti-liberty, anti-free speech, anti-big R, God-given rights, anti-Second Amendment, anti-First Amendment, anti-Fourth Amendment advocates. We are going to fight against you. The new rules are in effect. You have to lose. We need liberty and freedom in this country for an ongoing, long-lasting constitutional republic where people can be prosperous and free. If you don't understand that, then you have to lose. Electorally, you have to lose. That requires an understanding that cutesy time is over. Well, Lauren Boebert clearly understood the assignment about cutesy time being over. Here's what happened. The House wanted to censor uh, censure, uh, uh, a Paul Goser yesterday, right, over a video he put out on his social media account. So Lauren Boebert goes down on the floor, a great Republican representative, and Boebert's like, okay, so you guys all of a sudden want to talk about inappropriate action only when it seems to be Republicans. She's like, what about these inappropriate actions by members of Congress? And she just laces into Ilhan Omar, um, Ilhan Omar and uh, Eric Swalwell. And uh, just listen, you don't need to hear any more from me. Check this out. Democrat policies are so pathetic and have done so poorly that the left has nothing else to do but troll the internet looking for ways to get offended and then try to target members and strip them of their committees. This is a dumb waste of the House's time. But since the Speaker has designated the floor to discuss members' inappropriate actions, shall we? The Jihad Squad member from Minnesota has paid her husband, and not her brother husband, the other one, over a million dollars in campaign funds. This member is allowed on the Foreign Affairs Committee while praising terrorists. A Democrat chairwoman incited further violence in the streets outside of a courthouse. And then the cherry on top, my colleague and three-month presidential candidate from California, who is on the Intelligence Committee, Slept with Fang Fang, a Chinese spy. Let me say that again. A member of Congress who receives classified briefings was sleeping with the enemy. This is unacceptable. And this would never be. Gentlemen, his time's expired. Gentlemen from Florida. Simon understood. (laughs) Any comment on that? (laughs) He's sitting there. Joe, he's sitting there in stunned (laughs) silence. You know, he's never a man uh, short for words. He's sitting like this. And he's already seen it. <laughs> I love it. The best best line of the whole thing by Bobert, by far. Best line of the whole thing. <laughs> he goes, and Ilhan Omar's husband and not her brother husband. <laughs> the, the, the other one, not the brother husband. Then she's obviously talking about Maxine Waters. She's in the chairwoman of a committee inciting violence. Then at the end, she talked about... Eric Swalwell and his um, alleged sexual activities with a Chinese uh, spy. Uh, (laughs) He definitely understood the assignment. Folks, uh, a very serious note. New rules. We clearly have a bifurcated society where any sense of justice has gone out the window. If you're a Republican and on January 6th you were in the Capitol, whether you should have been there or not, you find yourself getting sentenced to 41 months in prison. Like the uh, that guy Jacob, they, they call him the QAnon shaman or whatever ridiculous name they call him, right? You find yourself in jail. You're a BLM terrorist. You burn down a city. You attack people. In some cases, you murder people. You can expect to get off. 
If you're in a gang warfare situation in Chicago, you can have the Chicago city prosecutor say, oh, don't worry. It was mutual combat. And they get off. Don't laugh. That happened. Gang warfare. Remember that one? No, they were shooting at each other. She's like, we're not going to prosecute. It's mutual combat. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know that was the rules. You're dueling in the streets now? In Congress, there's a bifurcated set of rules as well. If you're a Republican, you do something they don't like, they dedicate a whole day on the floor to making sure they shut you down. Yet again, you're Ilhan Omar, marry your brother, Maxine Waters, call for violence in the streets, or Eric Swalwell, have an alleged sexual interaction with a Chinese spy. Eh, no worries at all. They're A-OK. No, you're not A-OK. We're not letting any of it go, ever. New rules are in effect. And if you don't understand the assignment in 2022, then you better not run for office. All right, moving on. Um, you know how we've been covering all, all week? Let me get to my uh, next sponsor. But remember how you know we've been covering yesterday and kind of all week? This ongoing narrative about how liberals don't know anything because the media doesn't tell them anything. And I played it after the Bobert video for a reason. I like the show to kind of tie in and flow. If you're a liberal listening to that, this is probably, I'm not kidding, the first time you're hearing about these stories. That Ilhan Omar married her brother. That Maxine Waters, uh, again, literally, and you know I hate the word, but we've used it three times in the show, literally called for violence in the streets. If you see anybody, you get out of your car. You tell them you're not welcome here. Maxine Waters, right? Wanted to confront people in the street. And Eric Swalwell, there is a very serious reporting about him having some kind of sexual thing with a Chinese spy. If you're a liberal, this is probably the first time you've heard these stories. Because the media constantly lies to you by sins of omission and commission. And how you continue to take it and live in a world that doesn't exist is beyond me. And it leads to the story I'm going to get to in a second about climate change. How liberals still don't know anything. Like, oh, we're all dying from climate change. They have no facts at all. It'll be a quick story. And then I got Peppermint Patty getting nailed to the wall again. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So, you know, all week we've been covering this because it's important and it explains the bridge in this country between this new, growing, festering, anti-liberty movement on the left and the pro-liberty, patriotic movement on the right. And we keep saying to each other, well, why don't we understand each other? Well, we don't understand each other because us on the right, the liberty lovers, understand the real world to a greater degree than the left does. I'm sorry, folks, but that's just a fact. The numbers back it up. Earlier in the week, I'm not going to repeat them, but we discussed how um, the left is, uh, the date just ask them. A lot of people on the left probably think the Rittenhouse victims, uh, the, the people who are the victims of the shooting and Rittenhouse Wells, a victim of an attack. There were multiple victims in this, right? Um, how these, these folks, most people think they were black. The shooting, the people who were shot, they were not, in fact, black. Everyone was white. We talked about the coronavirus death and hospitalization rate, how liberals consistently get that wrong. They think it's ridiculously high when it's not. We talked about police shootings, how uh, roughly half of liberals think that a thousand or more unarmed black men are shot a year, shot per year by cops. It's not even close. The number's not even 100. Um, how the Trump tax cuts, most middle class Democrats, when you ask them if they got a tax cut during the Trump tax cuts, despite that being factually accurate, will tell you no. Here's another one I saw. You sent this, right, Guy? 
He found this one too. How, again, why do we, why do we have a divide in this country? Because of the media. Liberals believe what the media tells them and conservatives largely don't. Here's a Washington Times story. It's great by Valerie Richardson. It'll be in the newsletter today. Democrats more likely than Republicans to believe false claims on climate change. Survey. Gee, why is that? Well, why is it? It's because these, these silly, you know, liberal dopes, they believe what the liberal lib media tells them. Whereas conservatives are more likely to question everything the media says because there's a good chance they're lying. Here, another poll. The results found 42% of Democrats and only 35%, by the way, of Republicans agreed that, quote, more people are dying of natural disasters, even though such deaths have declined by more than 90% worldwide over the last century. U.S. deaths from natural disasters fell from 413 to 320 from 2019 to 2020, according to the International Disaster Database. Another poll showing you again that liberals just don't know anything. There are always more liberals on any issue of significance, global warming or whatever it is, that know less than conservatives. They just don't know a lot. Here's another one. This is stunning from the Washington Times piece. 71% of Democrats and 30% of Republicans agreed that, quote, climate change is increasing the cost of natural disasters as a percent of gross domestic product, GDP. In reality, the share of GDP spent on natural disasters has either declined or remained flat when normalized, meaning when scientists take into account increased wealth in harm's way. Think of the higher cost of a hurricane in Miami Beach today than in 1921 when there were so few buildings on it. Folks, the cost to GDP of these incidents is going down. And when you factor in the population exploding and more people living off the water, it's stunning that the cost hasn't exploded. In other words, they are completely wrong. 71% of Democrats don't understand that they're not getting more expensive when you normalize the data. 71, 7 out of 10 Democrats can't figure that out. Keep it up. Here, you want to see how you're lied to again all the time by these leftist hacks? Lied to. That's why you should be proud. And I'm so honored you support this podcast and the radio show and the reception you all gave me yesterday. It's just, I feel like one of, you know, really one of you. I feel like one of your family members. Um, we spend a lot of time. We do a lot of homework on this show. And, you know, you may say to yourself, oh, you know, Dan, you debunk a lot of leftist nonsense all the time. But there's a reason. We've got a campaign season coming up that's going to be fought in the battlefield of ideas, at least with us. And I want everyone out there to go out there armed with a good set, an armory of facts and data, because you'll never, ever lose a debate to these leftist nuts. They just don't know anything. And they don't know anything because of people like Peppermint. Here's Peppermint Patty up there yesterday at the White House briefing. Again, uh, excuse me, it's a couple of days ago with Peter Alexander, who I believe is from NBC. He asks a fair question. He's like, listen, you guys are going to now print another, you know, whatever, $1.7 trillion for the Biden Build Back Worse plan. Inflation's through the roof. Obviously, kind of summing it up. Aren't you guys worried about this at all? Listen to this enormous whopper. I mean, it, Peppermint lies about everything. We get that. I mean, she doesn't tell the truth about any issue of substance. But this one is really insane. Also. I mean, she, 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 it's not that she's an idiot. Again, she thinks you're an idiot if you buy this. Check this out. Probably on the state of America right now, inflation obviously at a 31-year high right now. Americans are seeing their dollars, their paychecks uh, stretched right now. Why should Americans not be concerned that injecting another $1.75 trillion or more would further raise inflation? 
because no economist out there is projecting that this will have a negative impact on inflation. Oh. Huh? Oh, we haven't had this in the show. Joe, it's done. Ah. Holding. What's holding? 15 yards, 10 yards. And re- repeat first down. Uh, what? Is, is she? You know, my, my father's here uh, this week running around the studio. He used to tell us when we were kids, are you off this earth when we would do something? That, don't ask me what it meant. Maybe he'll come up and say, dad, come on and tell us what that meant. I have no idea what it meant. Is she of this earth? No economist is suggesting. There are, I don't want to say literally again, because I, I hate the word and I've said it too many times. Thousands? Tens of thousands? I don't even know. Just put it in a search engine. Economists warning about inflation. You want me to make it real simple for you? I didn't even pick the Republican ones or the conservative leaning ones. I didn't. I want to pick you. Not only are there thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of economists predicting mass inflation. I went and grabbed not only a Democrat, but the Bill Clinton, former Treasury Secretary, a noted economist, Larry Summers. This guy's a Democrat. He was the Bill Clinton Treasury Secretary. Here he is. On what is it, CNBC or CNN? Here he is on CNN t- saying exactly what Jen Psaki says. No economist is saying. Keep in mind, this is a Democrat. Nobody's talking about inflation, Joe, except everybody. Check this out. Given that you were worried about this before almost anybody else, uh, and given that now you've got all these CEOs saying it's going to go a year, maybe even past that, right? At that point, it wouldn't be transitory. How long do you think inflation is going to go up? I think the odds are that we're going to have inflation of a kind we haven't seen in 30 years until either the Fed takes some significant move with respect to monetary policy or until there's some kind of accident. <laughs> <laughs> nobody nobody key nobody's talking about it joe no there's a no, wait wait just to be clear is Saki in that cut i forget what did, did she say what was the exact is there any way to cue that up again without screwing up the show i want to hear exactly her play it again i want to hear exactly her words did she say not one? Probably on the state of America right now, inflation obviously at a 31-year high right now. Americans are seeing their dollars, their paychecks uh, stretched right now. Why should Americans not be concerned that injecting another $1.75 trillion or more would further raise inflation? Because no economist out there is projecting that this will have a negative impact on inflation. Okay, no, econ- no, no, no. no economist, nope. except, except hundreds of thousands of people, probably... Tens of thousands of professional economists, hundreds of thousands of people who have experience with economics like I do, but aren't professional economists. Uh, no one. Uh, no one, Joe. There's no economist except, uh, except Larry. <laughs> you you kind of getting where we're going with this, how you have an America that shows up at the Patriot Awards that loves this country, loves economic freedom, loves religious freedom, loves the right to assemble, loves a peaceful protest. It's all Americana. Chance USA. You now you understand why they're upset? Because you've got another half of America that lives in a fantasy land that doesn't exist. They're lied to all the climate change is killing us. Trump didn't give us a tax cut. Coronavirus kills 90% of the people it infects. Rittenhouse shot a bunch of black guys. No economist is predicting inflation. You 
You live in a world that doesn't exist. Aren't you embarrassed? Reminds me of that Sebastian Maniscalco skit, the comedian who's hilarious. Aren't you embarrassed? Are, you're not humiliated that you're being lied to? They think you're an idiot. I'm not joking. They talk to you like you're a child and an idiot. Why do you take it? Is someone going to say to Saki tomorrow, Jen, no economist? What about Larry Summers? He was a Democrat. Uh, uh. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. Always appreciate your patience. On the other side of this, the Rittenhouse trial, again, explodes yesterday. This damned prosecution. It, I, I can't. Is this misfeasance or malfeasance? These guys in the prosecution of Rittenhouse cannot be this dumb. No human being could be this dumb and have a getting a law degree is tough. They can't be this stupid. The LSAT weeds people like this out. So the Rittenhouse case, which can't, uh, and, and there are times you, you say to yourself, this can't possibly deteriorate anymore on behalf of the prosecution charging Kyle Rittenhouse with homicide in what is so clearly and evidently a self-defense case. Remember, as I said yesterday in primetime with Jesse Waters, this is a media case. This isn't a real case. To charge someone with a crime, you need probable cause that elements of the crime are met. When I was prosecuting, excuse me, investigating counterfeiting cases for prosecution, counterfeit money, that's what we did in the Secret Service, you would have to show that the bill was in fact counterfeit, the bill was passed, that the subject passed. There'd have to be some probable cause. Imagine, I've been giving this example to my wife every day to show how bad this case is and how it should have never, ever been in court. This is a simple analogy. Joe, would you think one, is not a trick question here, but I'm not messing with you. Right. Would you think one of the elements of charging someone with passing counterfeit U.S. money would be that the bill's counterfeit? Like, is that one of the elements of the crime, you think? Yeah, that's, that sounds reasonable. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Are you a lawyer? I'm just checking. You have a uh, JD? No, no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> good. Gee, what do you think? Passing counterfeit? You think this bill should be counterfeit first? Bill saying, uh, Gee saying probably agrees with Joe, so that's two for two. So, folks, it's it's funny, but I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, this actually happened in the case. Imagine going to trial. You arrest Joey Bagadonis for passing counterfeit, and you find out at the trial that the bill is, in fact, genuine. Uh, folks, this is not a counterfeit bill. This is genuine U.S. currency, what we call an FRN, a Federal Reserve note. Imagine, I've been using this example with Paula. My experience with trials in criminal cases, this is what's happening here. They show up at the trial. They charge the kid with a misdemeanor possession of a firearm that requires the, the, the barrel of the firearm to be a short-barreled rifle to meet the criteria for him to charge it. Then they find out in court, not joking, they find out in court that it's not a short-barreled rifle and that nobody even bothered to measure it. <laughs> it really happened. This really happened. So you're saying to yourself, can these idiots in the prosecution possibly be this dumb that no one ever thought to measure the barrel of the rifle? Um, after yesterday, I'm convinced at this point, yes, um, they are this dumb. I want you to see this quick video. Hat tip uh, Jack Posobiec, who's been covering this case pretty extensively. I got a great video from you. They're in court yesterday. Here is another piece of, uh, don't laugh, this really happened. So there's a drone video of the shooting incident with Rittenhouse, right? With the people he shot and, 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 uh, and uh, Rosenbaum. There's a video of it, a drone video. The prosecution is obligated, it's not optional, obligated to turn over what they have in what's called Brady, you know, Brady discovery to the defense. The prosecutor in a criminal case cannot hold evidence 
of a defendant's innocence and then keep it from the, you'll find yourself in jail. I'm not kidding. If I have evidence that the bill Joey Bag of Donuts passed was in fact real and I hide that, I'm going to jail, not the guy who allegedly passed the counterfeit bill. You're obligated to turn over the evidence. These idiots in the prosecution, they have a drone video. And instead of putting the video, Chiki, you're a video guy, right? Instead of putting the drone video, I can't, this is not funny. I can't believe the stupidity. Instead of putting the drone video on a thumb drive, a DVD, in a professionally handled manner, these idiots in the prosecution texted to the defense attorney. He's not laughing because this morning we had the same problem. I wanted to send you those videos at the Patriot Awards and it was the file was too big. So I had to airdrop it to Paula to give it to Gee. <laughs> if I would have texted, it would have compressed the video, which would have destroyed the quality and you wouldn't have seen or heard as well as you did. These idiots texted the video. So what happened when the prosecution texted the drone video to the defense? Well, as Joe and Gee both know, the quality was cut in half. Yeah. So the prosecution had a finely detailed drone video in really high quality video of what happened. And the defense was given a drink, a grainy piece of crap. No one could see anything. They just found this out yesterday. Watch this. This video it's from PBS, but I found it on a Pasobic's Twitter feed, uh, Jack. Watch the, the prosecution admit as they're watching the video that yes, the video we gave the defense is really crappy. Check, this really happened. Check this out. <laughs> This is the same quality as our version, is it? Yeah. yeah. Our version is much our version is much clearer. Yeah. We'll have to get our Gee, I'm sorry. I don't mean to play videos twice in the show, but I'm going it's short. Gee, cue that up for me again. Do you hear what he said? This is the prosecutor, uh, Kraus, um, a physical specimen in and of himself. This is Kraus, and Kraus, the, the assistant prosecutor on the case, is watching the video in court. They gave to the defense, and he has to acknowledge again. What is this word, Steve? What is exactly? Yeah, he says, yes, our version is much clearer. Listen again. In open court, him acknowledging that instead of doing the right thing and putting it on a thumb drive or professionally transferring it via some kind of secure Dropbox, he texted like he was texting him on a dating app or something. But here, listen again. This is the same quality as our version, is it? Yeah. Our version is much our version is much clearer. Yeah. We'll have to get our Holy Moses, this is like Tweedledum and Tweedledumber. Guy thinks it's on purpose, Joe. I I, I can't I can't I can't deny it. Maybe they're trying yeah. for a mistrial. I don't know. This is just such colossal stupidity. That it's hard. To, I mean, listen, I've got lawyers for everything. I got like 20 lawyers. And really, we spend more in lawyers with businesses and everything. They're all pretty smart guys. I mean, I don't, I don't have any dumb lawyers. You know, some are like super smart. But this is unbelievable. They got it. They, yes, of course. How did you figure this out in court? I spoke to Jenna Ellis yesterday. She's been doing daily hits on my radio show. Uh, she's a lawyer, former lawyer for President Trump. Very good legal mind. And Jenna said, too, with the jury still deliberating, obviously no verdicts in or we'd be covering it. It's Thursday. Um, we didn't tape the show already. Well, you know, like we do in advance always, but it's not early. Excuse me. She said, don't, don't read into the deliberations being uh, long too much. 
She said she's seen a lot of juries with very professional four, a four person foreman or whatever it may be in the jury. And uh, they like to go through things, which is the right thing to do in a case like this, go through it in a, in a timely, but efficient and professional manner. So I wouldn't read too much into the deliberations. When a verdict comes out, if it comes out of my radio show, we of course will give you that on the air. Of course. Um, okay. Uh, let me move on. So yeah, I, Gee may be right. Maybe this is just, you know, intentional at this point. Who knows? We'll figure out in the coming days. So here's a really terrific article in the Washington Examiner. You can access it at my newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter. Just when you go to screen, uh, click uh, whatever, sign up here, follow here, whatever it is. It's free. We don't, you know, the, we're not spamming your email box, I promise you. Biden's bill back better bungle. He got caught again, folks. Biden got caught again. And not a, these are not white lies. In another enormous, bragged about, said repeatedly, yet debunked nonsensical lie. And he just keeps doing it. Are echoing back to the point earlier in the show that why are there two separate Americas right now that can't connect? Because we can't even agree that facts are facts. You heard before my whole story on that. Coronavirus death rate, police shootings, the Rittenhouse uh, uh, people who were shot by, by Rittenhouse. They don't, people don't know anything on the left. Global warming. They just don't know anything. They're lied to all the time. Here, the CBO came out yesterday. This is what the article's about. Remember Biden's ridiculous claims? Remember this, well, another, another whopper, Joe, along with Saki's. No one's talking about inflation, really, except Larry Summers. It's not going to cost anything. It's going to cost, quote, zero, the Build Back Worse plan. Well, the CBO, which the left loves when they do their bidding, CBO, it's like a, a leftist. They, they love the CBO. It says, quote, the CBO is set to burst that bubble Friday with a budget score showing that the Biden agenda will, in fact, add hundreds of billions to the national debt. Listen, for the guy who sent me the Let's Go Brandon cowbell, this is... This is this is time to ring the let's go Brandon cowbell. Thank you. I don't know whoever said that, but thank you very much. It's pretty cool. Is there a listening device? <laughs> I'm only half kidding. <laughs> I'm worried I about that kind of stuff. We check everything. Folks, it was obvious from the start that spending $1.7 trillion on the build back worse Biden plan, he's still trying to push through, did not cost zero. Any idiot could have figured this out. The problem is leftists are beyond idiots. They're roaming into complete imbecile moron territory. Their CBO's like, of course this costs money. Of course. What are you talking about? And the examiner goes on to say, make the point I've been making over the past few days. How many lies is this guy going to tell before the Record low, 38% of Americans that still approve of Biden say, okay, this guy's full of, you get the point. They say, remember the Biden administration promised voters that the surge of migrants at the southern border was seasonal? As record numbers of migrants keep pouring in from around the world, arrested at the southern border months after illegal migration usually ebbs? This appears to have been a lie. No, it doesn't appear. It was a lie. Remember this, Jim? Same Biden administration that told voters in July it was highly unlikely the Taliban would end up overrunning everything and owning the whole country of Afghanistan. That cost us 13 lives. 
and hundreds more when you start factoring in the damage done after we left to all the people that helped us, probably thousands more. Here's another gem from the Biden administration that seems to never be able to tell the truth. This is the same Biden administration that insisted the ongoing bout of inflation was, quote, temporary or even a positive sign that the economy was recovering. I'll throw in there as well, Saki adding that no economist was warning about inflation. Ladies and gentlemen, these people lie to you all the time. They don't have anything else. They don't have anything else. I mean, I, when you see Biden's approval at 38%, do you ever say to yourself, who the hell are the 38 out of 100 people who think this guy's doing a good job? I know you do. Geese asked me that. Like, how? how is it? Seriously, you got to figure like probably 30, 35% of the country are maybe, let's go low, but say 25% of the country. You know, I don't want to over, over, I don't want to exaggerate. Say 25% of the country are radical AOC type leftists. They should be the only people right now who approve of this guy. The only ones. 38% to me, I, I, don't, I don't understand who these people are. This guy's done nothing right. He lies to your face all the time. Speaking of a liar, I got a cat lady update, which is hilarious. What do I keep telling you about the cat lady? So Nandini Jammy is, I, its story just is hilarious. She is a, a, a cancel culture specialist. What she does is she goes after the Daily Wire, Daily Caller, Breitbart, Gateway Pundit, Bongino.com. She goes after websites and she tries to get sponsors to cancel them. Why? I don't know, folks. She lives in a basement with cats. Who the hell knows? I mean, maybe she's lonely. I mean, I don't feel bad for her, but I don't know what her psychological disorder is, but she's obsessed with me. I mean, like boiling bunnies, fatal attraction obsessed with me. It's pretty spooky. I mean, I'm on her, her homepage on Twitter. The problem with Nandini is she's a liar. She takes money from donors claiming, look what I'm doing. I'm canceling conservatives. And I've told you repeatedly, she lies. She makes stuff up. Remember the whole thing with Ford? We got Ford to cancel a bunch of spots. We reached out to Ford. They're like, we don't know what you're talking about. She did it again. Amazingly, after getting busted repeatedly for lying, she did it again. So yesterday she said this company, Magnite, M-A-G-N-I-T-E. She's like, oh, they canceled uh, the post-millennial and Bongino.com. We reached out to Magnite. Magnite was like, we don't know what she's talking about. We, we're still reviewing all this stuff. So I'm guessing someone may have reached out to her and been like, hey, you better take that down because that's not true. Here, she was forced yesterday to do an update, folks. Update. Magnite's still reviewing Bongino and the post-millennial. I apologize for getting this one wrong. I wasn't seeing bids coming through one of the tools I use and believe this was enough to confirm. Folks, she's just full of crap. I'm telling you, she's lying. I'm not, I will never lie to you. Never lie to you. I won't do it. If we say something that is incorrect, we will correct it. Like we did with the video yesterday, right? I found some new information. We wasn't lying. We just misinterpreted what was going on. That happened. This woman is a lie. She knew for a fact she could never confirm any of that. She knew it. She, and she lies all the time. Our revenue on our website has exploded. It's up 134% since the cat lady started the boycotts. I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. And, and candidly, I don't care. I, I told you from the start, I don't care about boycotts at all. I Believe me, I have more than I'm ever going to need. My only concern now is what foundations to set up 
to leave the stuff when I'm gone. I don't live that kind of lifestyle. I don't understand how she thinks trying to take money out of my pocket when I don't need many more money in my pocket is a penalty to me. I'm not in this for that. I'm in this because it's an ideological fight. She doesn't get that. She's too simple to understand. it. But I want to tell you, even on that front, she's making it up. Revenues exploded at the site. We've got every time she tries to cancel someone, two more people fill it in. Okay. Uh, here is a story I saw yesterday, uh, Brad Palumbo over at the Foundation for Economic Education. They do some good stuff. I, I, You know, it reminds me of what I've said to you often, that liberalism is a bumper sticker, right? It's always a bumper sticker. Tolerance, coexist, they never mean any of that. It's all crap. One of the big tenets, cores of liberalism has always been, though, hey, you know, we're in this for the little guy. Those conservatives are just in it for the rich and the wealthy. There's one big kind of mega narrative I could disabuse you of if you believe that. It's that. That liberalism, if if they do, if it does one thing, it harms liberals. Whether it's their fight against school choice, their fight for continued inflation, which makes people who hold stocks and assets like me very rich, while it makes the poor poorer because their wages go down, their real wages. Liberals do always do the opposite of what they're telling you. They're tolerant. Meanwhile, they're teaching your kids to be racist. They're telling you they want to coexist, yet they spend all their day in the basement with cats trying to cancel people they don't agree with. They're full of crap. I saw this article. I thought this sums it up beautifully. St. Paul just implemented the nation's strictest rent control law. It's already backfiring tremendously. Please, please read this article. It sums up liberalism beautifully. So a bunch of liberal activists nuts, of course, went out there and said, listen, rents are out of control. So we need to help the little guy, the renter. So what we need to do is we need to legally control rent through the rent control policy. So out in St. Paul, they um, passed one of the strictest rent control laws in the country. Well, folks, of course, here's what happened. What always happens when you control a price. Rent is a price. It's a price of housing services, correct? From the piece. Less than 24 hours after St. Paul voters approved one of the country's most stringent rent control policies, Nicole Goodman's phone started to ring, the Star Tribune reports. Developers were calling to tell the city's director of planning and economic development that they were placing projects on hold and putting hundreds of new housing units at risk. You'll get nothing and like it. You're darn right, Judge. You're darn right. Judge Smells. You, you will get nothing and like it. Folks, there isn't a policy out there that's done, done more to damage housing availability, rental properties for the poor than rent control. Yet no matter how many times rent control fails the poor, because people then don't build or maintain new apartments, which further shrinks the supply, which actually raises the price of rents. No matter how many times this happens, liberals continue to do it. Again, because they're stupid. I don't know any other way to tell you this. Dan, we can't convince them if we call them stupid. They are stupid. I don't know what else to tell you. There's nothing you're going to do to convince these people. There's a swath of independents and sane Democrats we can convince. Those people are lost. Every time you institute a price control, like rent control, every time these four things happen, you get increased demand. Well, why do you get increased demand? Let me use a simple example. Joe's heard a thousand times. We haven't used it in a while. You like Corvettes. So I'm a sports car guy. I had a Corvette when I met Paula. Great car. Right. 
Everybody loves Corvettes. What's a Corvette now? I don't know, 70, 80,000 for a nice one? I don't know. I have no idea. 60, 70, who knows? Say it's 70,000. If the government were to come in tomorrow and try to control the price of Corvettes and say, we think everybody should get a Corvette. Corvettes are now $30,000. You think there'd be increased demand? Oh, hell yeah. I'd go buy one tomorrow. I'd get a vet for $30,000. I'd be calling my Chevy guy tomorrow. Hold one for me. If you make rent cheaper than rent costs the landlord to maintain profitability on the home, you're going to get increased people who bid on the apartment. I know this is shocking to leftists hearing this for the first time, but there's another part to this. It gets worse. There's three more. You get decreased supply of the product. Why would you get fewer Corvettes or fewer rental apartments? Because it doesn't cost Chevy to make, uh, to make a Corvette. It doesn't cost them 30000 It probably costs them 50000 So why would Chevy continue to supply Corvettes if they're going to lose $20,000 per car? The answer is they won't because they're not idiots. Doesn't matter to the left. They've created phantom money fairy economics. Hey, I can't make a profit on my building with rents below a certain rate. Doesn't matter. Government said you can. Okay, well, we're just not going to rent it then. Is this hard? There's more. You always get quality issues. Why? Well, if Chevy's then forced to make Corvettes by the government, you will make Corvettes at $30,000. They're going to make you a $30,000 Corvette. Right. That's going to be more like a Corvair or a Pinto. So you'll get a quality issue right away because I promise you, you may think you're getting a Corvette, but you ain't getting a Corvette. We're going to make that V6 a lawnmower engine with 90 horsepower. Hey, I thought I was getting a Corvette. Yeah, you are. It's a $30,000 Corvette. That's exactly what you're getting with rental, pro rental property as well. When your plumbing doesn't work because the landlord doesn't have any money to fix it because he's rent controlled, now you know why. Libs did that. Finally, you always get black markets. Always. Increased demand, decreased supply, quality issues, and black markets. Every single time you see price controls. Why do you get black markets? Because some people aren't going to want the new crappy $30,000 Corvette. They're going to want the old V8 ass-kicking Corvette. And there's going to be a black market out there for Corvettes. And the black market's going to cause the price of real Corvettes to explode, just like the black market for subletting and renting happens when you do rent controls, where a rent control tenant paying $500 a month sublets his apartment for 1000 to someone else. And the landlord gets screwed. Happens every single time. But facts and liberals don't necessarily coexist. I enjoyed this show today. I'm going to tell you, a lot. I really enjoyed this show today. Like a lot. Like the most I've enjoyed a show in a long time. Thank you all for tuning in uh, again and for your support of the Patriot Awards. Got a little emotional in the beginning. Those people, we were there for them. That show was not about the Fox hosts last night. It was about the incredibly patriotic, beautiful, wonderful, loyal fidelity to liberty and freedom. American Patriots there last night. It was an, a sincere, heartfelt, deep honor to meet you. I was almost, like I said, embarrassed to be amongst such these legends. Just awesome, awesome people. Thank you so much. I hope you watch the awards and hear their stories. They were incredible. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the radio show later. I got Leo Terrell coming up on the radio show later. See how that goes. I love Leo. I'll see you all later. You just heard Dan Bongino.